Welcome to Daily Grace. We believe that the Bible is true, trustworthy, and timeless. And we want to help women like you know and love God's Word. The Bible shows us who God is, and who He is changes everything. My name is Joanna. And I'm Stephanie. Come join us as we chat about the truth of God's Word in our everyday lives. The new year is almost here. I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of us are thinking about the goals that we want to set for 2020. And if you're anything like me, intentionally reading the Bible is on that list of goals. So in today's episode, we are getting super practical and talking about why to set Bible study goals, how to set good ones that we can actually stick to, and what to do when we get off track. We include lots of resources and specific ideas on goals that you can set, and we hope that you will join us in getting into God's Word in 2020. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Daily Grace. Stephanie and Joanna here as always. Hey. So hey, quick plug for last week's episode. If you haven't listened yet, we highly encourage you to go back and check it out because it was such a unique episode with singer-songwriter Caroline Cobb, and she shares her rendition of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel in the middle of the episode. And it is absolutely beautiful. And it's a great episode to listen to in preparation for Christmas, which at this point is basically a week away. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's hard to believe, but that also means that the new year is just around the corner. And it's right around this time when many of us begin thinking about what we hope to accomplish next year. Mm -hmm. So what we would like to do differently, what we would like to maintain, um, things like that. So one thing I imagine many believers think about is what Bible reading plan am I going to do in 2020? Mm -hmm. Or what Bible study goals should I set? Should I even set those kinds of goals? And these are the questions that we are going to kind of work through today. But before we do, Joanna, share a favorite thing of yours from this week. Okay, so my little favorite thing from this week is kind of funny. It's like these little cookie cutters, but <laughs> they're they're like tiny. And so you can use them for cutting up like fruits and vegetables and oh, stuff yeah. for your kids' lunches. And so I, I follow this Instagram account called Kids Eat in Color, and it's like this um, registered dietitian who talks about like feeding kids. Mm-hmm. And she gave the tip of using these little tiny cookie cutters and cutting your kids' food into these shapes. Yeah. And she says, you know, it just tastes better shaped like a star. And I was making my daughter's lunch tonight for tomorrow, and she ate so many cucumbers and carrots <laughs> while I was making her lunch, which, you know, if there are other things, kids are going to turn down cucumbers and carrots, yeah. and I'm, I'm sold on those. <laughs> I will have to check that out. I don't know if I would ever use them just because three kids, real life. For yeah. me, but 
I admire you for doing that. <laughs> it really doesn't take that much extra time. So <laughs> then I will have to try it. But I, yeah. I do think you're right. Um, my kids would definitely prefer to eat a cucumber that is shaped like a star or a heart mm-hmm. or whatever than a regular old cucumber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it really does make life easier because your kids eat. <laughs> it's true. Just put in the extra work in the front end. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Ah, oh, man. So I am just excited to have my husband back. So just part of army life, he was gone for three weeks for this assessment thing. And it was just a hard course for him. And I feel like all army families kind of know is that, you know, when you know that they're going through hard stuff, like we kind of feel the the weight of it as well. And so mm. I'm glad he's physically back with us, but also glad that he did well. And that is behind us. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I'm glad he's home. I'm glad you can hopefully relax a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, but yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah. So today we want to talk about Bible study goals and setting Bible study goals. And like you said, Stephanie, it's kind of on our minds as the new year approaches. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do differently this year? How am I going to be motivated? All of those things. Yeah. And it's that time of year we're thinking about those New Year's resolutions. And Bible study goals are great goals to set. And You know, I think it's important for us to set goals because they really do help us follow through on the very important discipline of studying scripture. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into the kinds of goals we can set and how we can set them, we need to know why this is even a worthy goal to set at all. So why should we study the Bible? Well, and really the reason, the primary overall reason is that the Bible is the word of God. And I feel like we're throwing it back to like our first episodes with this verse. And we quoted it like every episode for the first <laughs> probably month. <laughs> but 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the Bible as the word of God, we see that the Bible reveals God's character. Yeah. It tells us who he is. And you know, our purpose in life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. And we do that as we get to know him, right? Mm-hmm. As we know who he is, the natural outpouring of that is worship, mm-hmm. is enjoyment and delight. And so being in God's word is this hugely important step towards this overall goal of glorifying God and enjoying him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we are in his word, we not only see who he is, but we're actually transformed into his image. You know, scripture tells us that as we see the glory of God, which we see in a very distinct way mm-hmm. in his word, mm-hmm. as we see the glory of God, we are transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. Mm-hmm. And so that is that's huge. That's something that you can't compare yeah. to anything else. There's nothing else that can do that other than beholding God in his glory. And he's given that to us in his word. You know, the Bible is our authority on everything that is true, gives us the final say, and that's going to change the way that we do everything. It's going to change the way that we make decisions, the way that we live our lives, the way that we deal with difficult experiences. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at how we are supposed to live our lives and how we can 
glorify God, we have everything that we need for life and for godliness in his word. The second mm-hmm. Peter one, three tells us it's profitable. It never fades away. The word of God is enduring and it matters for our everyday lives. Yeah. So I know that was a lot, but in short, we need the Bible because the Bible is how God speaks to us. Mm-hmm. It shows us his glory. It produces change in us. It shows us who he is. It increases our love and desire for him. And it reveals to us our own sin and the way of salvation. It makes us wise and holy and it brings joy and delight. It's nourishment for our souls and it quenches our deepest thirsts and hungers because they are met in him and Mm -hmm. his word shows us who he is. Yeah. Just hearing you say all of those truths about God's word, like that just fires me up, right? And it (laughs) makes me want to get into God's word. And the more we understand these truths, the more that, you know, our affections grow. But here's the thing. We know that it takes work. It takes Mm. intentionality. And that's why we're talking about setting Bible study goals. It's almost guaranteed that this spiritual discipline or really any spiritual discipline, no matter how life-giving we know it to be at the outset, it will be dropped if there isn't a plan or a goal set in place, Mm, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. There are many, many, many good and effective plans that we can do. When it comes to like the practical aspect, like what reading plan we will do or what study we will participate in or how we're going to memorize and meditate on scripture, like there are many different ways to approach it. Our goals Mm -hmm. and plans of action can look different. Right. Um, But when it comes to reading and studying God's word, the ultimate aim is the same, which is, like you said, to know God, to be deeply satisfied in him so that we can glorify him, so that we are transformed into his image. You know, no matter what our actual Bible study goals end up being in the new year, we have to keep that ultimate aim in mind because that will be the thing that is a driving force or motivation to continue pressing in. Mm. You know, the purpose or aim behind our goals is what motivates us. Yeah. And while good goals are great, it's important to have the right motives. Yeah. And we want the purpose behind any and all spiritual disciplines to be the pursuit of God himself and in turn our growth and godliness because I do believe it's easy to pursue a good thing even for the wrong reasons. Mm, um, so yeah. Joanna, share some wrong motives when it comes to studying the Bible. Yeah, it's so true. I think that when we have the wrong motives, what can happen, like you said, is we're going to kind of fall off track mm-hmm. because we don't really understand the value of it. Yeah. We don't really understand why we're doing it. And so some wrong motivations that are common, I think, in studying the Bible and that will, will really leave us discouraged and unmotivated. Mm-hmm. One of them is, you know, I am going to study the Bible to earn God's favor. Ooh, and I think yeah. that this is probably one of the most common wrong motivations that people have for studying scripture. Yeah. Thinking, oh, well, to be a good Christian, I need to study my Bible And then I'll have God's favor. Mm -hmm. Then God will be pleased with me. Then he'll be happy with me. 
I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, I really want to go to God with this thing I'm struggling with, but I don't feel like I can because I haven't been studying my Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea that we have to earn our place in order for God to hear us. Um, And that's just not the way that God works. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that we don't need to earn God's favor because Christ has already earned it for us, mm-hmm. right? If we are in Christ, his righteousness is ours. Mm-hmm. He earned favor with God through his perfect life and his death on the cross to pay for our sins. And he gives us that righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so we have nothing to prove. We have nothing to earn. And I think that a lot of us really need to hear that. Yeah. You have sure. nothing to prove. <laughs> and so what that means is that we are free to study God's word. Mm -hmm. We are free to come and read the words of the everlasting holy God who has chosen to speak to us Mm -hmm. directly and clearly written down on paper. That's the right motivation, right? Not not to earn God's favor, but because he has freely given us the opportunity to come to him. Right. Another wrong motivation is because you feel guilty. Right. Sometimes we think I'm going to study my Bible to avoid these feelings of guilt or shame. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been there. You know, I've totally just been like, oh, man, I just feel like a bad Christian, a horrible person if I Mm -hmm. don't keep my Bible study time every day. And that just goes back to what I said before. Right. We're not earning God's favor. Yeah. Um, There's nothing that we can do to earn his favor. Mm -hmm. And then the last one that I was thinking about is that sometimes we tend to study God's word in order to feel good about ourselves Mm. or to make ourselves look good to other people. Yeah. So maybe it's that you are a list person. And when you can check that item off of your to-do list, you feel like you have accomplished something. You feel like you are awesome and especially awesome because this is like the holiest to-do item that you can have, (laughs) right? And so sometimes we just think, I'm going to do this and I'm feeling awesome about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or thinking, oh, I need to study the Bible so that when that person asks me about it, I can look like I'm like a good Christian. (laughs) Or maybe so that I can, I'm going to have my Bible study time because I haven't posted on Instagram about it in a while and people are probably going to think that I don't study enough. So I just need to make sure that the world knows (laughs) that I study my Bible. And it sounds silly, but we... We definitely do it, you yeah, know, we sure. kind of, we don't want to bring it up if we haven't been studying, but we do kind of want to highlight it or mention it in conversation somehow mm-hmm. yeah. when we have. And so I think that we really have to check our hearts on these things because like I said, these are not motivations that are going to last because they're not motivations that are rooted in the grace and freedom and joy mm-hmm. of Christ yeah. that he has given to us. Yeah, for sure. I can say that I have identified with many of those things you just Mm -hmm. mentioned. Oh, yeah. And the common thread weaving through all of these wrong motivations is self-centeredness, right? Mm. I think that's kind of always the struggle. Like because of our flesh, we are all sort of like beset with a tendency toward self-centeredness. Oh, yeah. And Apart from the redemptive work of Christ in our lives, like we are going to be glory chasers and glory stealers and Mm. just proponents of self-love. 
And really, it's only by God's grace that we are freed from ourselves and free to live Christ-centered lives for his glory. Hmm. And, you know, I think you're right. This is so important to, you know, get real with ourselves with, because I have found that when it comes to spiritual disciplines, if our motivations are self-centered, you know, to look and feel good, to earn favor, whatever it may be, kind of like you're saying, our longevity is kind of at risk, right? We will probably lose steam. We -hmm. are going to lack long-term consistency because reading and studying scripture will not stroke our egos the way we're wanting it to. Instead, it'll actually confront our sin and reveal our need for a savior. Um, John 17, 17, the word sanctifies us. And that's a good thing. Sometimes it's painful, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Um, and I think of Luke eleven twenty eight. Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and keep it. The word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And it's it's good. It's not about us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that sometimes as we look at approaching scripture, you know, we don't want to have the wrong motivations. And so we might even ask ourselves, like, should I even be setting these Bible study goals? Does that make it too task oriented? You know, is yeah, does this yeah. make it legalistic? And so I think it's good for us to, to analyze that a mm-hmm. little bit and to examine ourselves in that. But I do think that with the proper motives, that setting Bible study goals is a good thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And here's why. Reading God's word is incredibly important, and if we want to do it, we have to be intentional about making room for it to happen. Mm -hmm. I can tell you firsthand that good intentions can really just be thrown out the window without a plan. (laughs) Now, I can tell you so many times that I have gone to bed at night and thought, ooh, I'm going to sit and read my Bible in the morning. I'm going to make a cup of coffee, all of these things. And then my alarm goes off and I hit the snooze button and I think, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do it sometime during the day. Maybe it'll be nap time. Maybe it'll be um, after my daughter goes to bed. It'll be mm-hmm. sometime. And it never happens. Yeah. It just doesn't happen because I don't have a solid plan in place. And so, you know, there when there are so many things vying for our attention, and this is true for all of us, not just those who are in a season of having little kids or yeah, not so just true. those of us who are taking a full class load of college classes or, you know, it doesn't matter what season we're in. There are always going to be things that are there to distract. There are always going to be things that will come up that will seem urgent yeah. that we can need to do first. And so... It's really important that we set these goals, be intentional about studying God's word, because like we said, it's so important for our joy. It's so important for our growth. It's so important for our knowledge of God. And if we don't do those, if we don't set those goals, it's not going to happen. I was thinking about Ephesians 5, 15 and 16 that says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And if we're honest with ourselves, when we are not planning and setting goals and being intentional, we're not going to make the best use of the time. Mm -hmm. It's going to go to things that are urgent. It's going to go to things that pop up. It's going to go to things that are easy. um, And it's not going to go to the things that really matter. Oh, so true. 
Let's talk about that. Like, how can we set good goals? <laughs> you know, I'm an army spouse, so it's almost in my nature to use acronyms. <laughs> I'm really throwing it back to those first episodes when I we tossed are. out some acronyms. <laughs> but one that I really like for goals is the acronym SMART. So this is just a helpful method of writing goals. Um, so SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. And, you know, this is a secular approach to goals in general, but I think it can be really helpful as we consider our Bible study mm -hmm. goals. Yeah. Because when it comes to our goals pertaining our spiritual disciplines, we really do want them to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of work through that. So what do we mean by specific? For example, instead of saying, I am going to read the Bible every day, it's much more effective to have a Bible reading plan that specifically lays out what you will be reading in Scripture that particular day. Mm -hmm. um, that is being specific. Instead of kind of the blanket statement of, I'm going to memorize scripture, it's much more effective to have the goal of saying, I'm going to memorize two verses a week and to actually list out those verses beforehand. Mm -hmm. And this is also just the time to clearly establish your why, right? So ask yourself, why do I want to stick to this particular reading plan? And then write it out so you can say, so that I can know God more and grow in godliness. And why do I want to memorize scripture? You could say, so that I will be ready and equipped to fight temptation. So this is just taking the time beforehand to writing out specific goals and identifying your why. And you also want your goals to be measurable, right? You want to be able to track your progress. And this is pretty easy if you have printed out your Bible reading plan or you have a stack of scripture memory cards ready. But when it comes to spiritual fruit, sometimes it's hard to see, it's hard to measure, it's hard to quantify. And I think this is kind of where it's helpful to kind of set up periodic stopping points to pray and to check in with the Lord, um, you know, about your trajectory to holiness, right? And I think this is a great time to invite those that know you, like your spouse or a close friend, to see, like, hey, am I growing in godliness? Am I loving you like Christ loves? And mm -hmm. just like having those conversations, not that it's quantifiable, but just that you are just checking in. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that it's really wise, like you said, to have a purpose behind it. And even though we can't measure our growth of godliness, <laughs> it is helpful to, like you said, be able to stop and say, hey, let me examine myself. Let me invite others into that and see where God might be calling me to continue to grow yeah. and to see the work that he's been doing. Yeah, and it might feel kind of weird to say, okay, well, we just said like we're not trying to check something off of a holy to-do list. So why are we trying to make our goals measurable? But I think that it's important for us to realize that it's less about making it something that we can just accomplish. And it's more about making our goals measurable so that we can continue on a path of growth and yeah. so that we can have a way to make sure that we are working towards a goal mm -hmm. and not just kind of sporadically 
reaching and just doing something, right? That we yeah. that we want to be working towards the things that God calls us to work towards. Yeah, and I don't think it's self-centered in, in that way of saying, look how awesome I am. It's more saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is an opportunity to worship the faithfulness of God in my life um, mm-hmm. because any good in me is his work in my life, right? Yeah. So if I am growing in patience, Praise God. This is my opportunity to praise the Lord for his sanctifying work in my life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you also want to make sure that when you're setting goals, Bible study goals, that you are considering what your current life season is. Mm-hmm. You know, we do want our goals to be attainable, which is the next letter. And, you know, I do want to say your season of life should not determine whether or not you set Bible study goals. Yeah. Right. I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of saying I'm too busy to Mm -hmm. study scripture right now. It is so important for the nourishment of our souls. It's as important, more important than eating and sleeping. We can't afford not to make time for it. Right. However, Our life season definitely is going to have an impact on what specific goals we set and how we plan to implement them. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you are setting a goal to read the Bible every single day. That's an awesome goal. And I think that it's a goal that can happen in any season of life. But Mm -hmm. we want it to be specific, right? We don't want to just leave it at that very general statement. So I have a baby due in March. And it would not be realistic for me to set the goal of studying the Bible for two hours every single day. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. It's not attainable. And it would honestly leave me feeling really discouraged because I know I wouldn't be able to do it. And then I would feel like a failure Mm -hmm. and we don't need all that, right? (laughs) And so that's why it's so important for our goals to be not only attainable, but realistic, right? I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. We can't set these goals that are going to be unrealistic for us because there's not going to be any fruit in that, right? If we Mm -hmm. can't actually meet the goals, then they're just good intentions. Yeah. And so I'm setting a goal I'm no, I'm saying this early. I almost like don't want to say it out loud. What if I change my mind? Now it's like <laughs> accountability, right? Um, but I'm setting a goal in 2020 to read through the Bible chronologically in a year. I've actually never done that. I've never read chronologically in a year through the Bible. <laughs> so I am very aware that with my current life stage working about to have two kids, mm-hmm. I have to be realistic here, yep. right? So my goal is not to study the Bible inductively in a year. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. I wouldn't have the time to do it. That would be awesome. I would love to do that, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen this year. That would take hours and hours every single day. But what I can do is commit to listening to the Bible while I'm driving, mm-hmm. getting ready, nursing, right? Whatever it may be. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to set goals to study the Bible inductively, but maybe it's going to be like one book over the long period of time Mm -hmm. that I can really dive into deeper than just this overarching listening or quickly reading through the Bible chronologically. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be realistic, And the thing is, the word of God produces fruit in our lives. It does not return void. And even though we might not be able to study 
with the amount of intensity or the time that we will be able to maybe when we are retired and are empty nesters or in a different season of life in general, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we should just push it aside. The fruit is still going to be there even if it's building slowly, even if it's growing slowly. We don't need to just push it aside. Um, And then the last thing was timely right? Make it timely. And so usually when people talk about timely, they're saying, okay, this goal needs to be accomplished by this point in time, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's only so much of that we can do with measuring our godliness and things like you were saying, Stephanie. But what we can do is say, okay, I am going to do this six-week Bible study. Right, right. And that's the first goal, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm going to do this year-long scripture reading plan. Or maybe it's I'm going to read the entire Bible using the one-year plan, but I'm going to do it in two. Right. Whatever it is, yeah. set a time frame for yourself because it helps you keep on track mm-hmm. and it helps you to stay motivated and to have direction yep. for where you're going, which I think is really important. Absolutely. Hopefully this is a helpful framework as you think about how can I write goals? Because Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. What are Bible study goals? Um, When I think of Bible study goals, I think about the different things that the Bible tells me I can do as a means to grow in godliness. Mm -hmm. So basically spiritual disciplines found in scripture. So things like Bible intake, and that is reading, meditating, memorizing scripture, coming under the preaching of God's word, um, other spiritual disciplines, prayer, serving, fasting, evangelism. Our Bible study goals could fall under any of those kind of spiritual disciplines. So I highly recommend Donald Whitney's Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life as a resource to kind of continually refer back to um, on the different spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. But for this episode, we're going to focus on Bible intake. So what are some examples of Bible study goals regarding our Bible intake? And so this can be your personal Bible study. So what goals do you have? These are goals related to reading the Bible and meditating on it and memorizing it, right? Or it's doing a study with your local church. Or maybe it's leading a study in your home or connecting with believers in your region through Daily Grace Local, which we will link in our show notes. So the details can vary amongst us, but the end goal of these Bible study goals is to grow in your love and knowledge of God and your sanctification. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some specific goals that you might want to set. So one that I already mentioned is the goal of reading through the whole Bible. Yeah. Maybe in a year, maybe in a couple of years, however long you want to make it. Mm -hmm. But there are lots of different ways you can do this. You can do it from Genesis to Revelation. Mm -hmm. You can do chronologically like I'm planning on doing. There are so many different options. One really great option that we actually have at the Daily Grace Co. is a one-year Bible reading series called The Story of Redemption. I've been wanting to do this. Yeah, it comes in four volumes. And so it's 
basically gives you reading for every day of the year and then has kind of like a devotional commentary type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're smaller books, so they don't have the discussion questions and weekly reflections and everything of our larger studies, but they're a great guide to walk Mm -hmm. you through and to give you some context, especially when you're reading some of those bigger chunks of scripture that maybe you're not as familiar with, kind of helps you to understand how it fits into this bigger story of redemption. So that's one really great option. So we will include a link that I found on the Ligonier website, and it's really helpful. It has tons of Bible reading plans, year-long Bible reading plans, chronological reading plans, individual book of the Bible plans. There are plans where you read five days a week. There Mm -hmm. are plans where you read seven days a week. So many different options. As far as chronological plans go, I wanted to share three that I think are really helpful. Mm -hmm. One is on YouVersion. And YouVersion is the Holy Bible app on your phone that looks like an old school brown Bible (laughs) with a little bookmark that says Holy Bible. And the reason why I'm excited about this one, and I'm actually going to use this one, two reasons. One, you can do any version because they're all available there in you version on your mm-hmm. phone. And you can listen to it. So I can just go each day in my phone and find, I'll be doing it in ESV mm-hmm. and listen to that day's reading right on my phone. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be great for my goal this upcoming year. Yeah. I also found a really helpful printable plan if you just want to have a paper that you can print out and put up on your wall Mm -hmm. that will link as well. Um, It's from Blue Letter Bible and it's just a chronological reading plan. And then the other option, if you want to actually have a chronological Bible that you literally just open each day and turn the page, go to the next page, it's in chronological order, those exist too. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) know that. There is a chronological Bible. Um, It's NIV version. Tamsin actually recommended this to us way back on her discipleship and evangelism episode, which is a great episode, by the way. So we'll link all of those. Um, So the U version plan I'm doing is actually made by the same people who do that Bible, but I'm excited about it because I can listen to it in my preferred version. So three great options for you there. I'm also going to link two of my favorite Bible reading plans. It's the ones that I often share with others. And it's called the Discipleship Journal Bible Reading Plan. I think John Piper uses this one. And then Hmm. the other one is the five-day Bible reading program, which I think I used last year. And it was recommended by Melissa Kruger. Um, Hmm. These two are very different. But I love that each plan kind of leaves margin for catch up every month. So again, Uh, it's assessing your season. For me, having those little extra catch up days, um, Mm -hmm. it's just super helpful. Um, But the point is, there are countless Bible reading plans out there that are awesome. And they're the means to help us bring these good intentions and good desires into reality. One last note about Bible reading plans. If you're new to reading the Bible, I think R.C. Sproul said this, and I've mentioned it in an old, old, old episode, but he said that most people don't ever get through the Old Testament because they can't get through the first five books of the Old Testament. So Mm. that's why they end up giving up because those first five books are dense and You know, if it's new to you, like it's totally confusing. And so, you know what? If you have never read the Old Testament, consider picking a plan that buries it up a little bit. Maybe one that starts in the book of 
Job or some other book in the Old Testament. Like truly, you don't have to read from Genesis to Revelation to make it count. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise you might just end up reading Genesis like one through 10 every year and you got those down. I've literally <laughs> done that. I've read Genesis probably like a thousand times because of this very reason. And then it's like mm, Habakkuk, Leviticus, Zechariah. <laughs> <Zephaniah>. <laughs> exactly. You're not alone, friends. Don't worry. You're not. <laughs> okay. So another great goal is reading the Bible every day. And so like we said before, when you do this, Make sure you decide when you're going to do it, how long you're going to read each day or how mm -hmm. much you're going to read each day, right? Um, even though this kind of sounds like a more generic goal, just read the Bible every day, make sure you have a plan, Yeah, right? Have some kind of plan in place. So um, I recommend working through a book of the Bible at a time from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of Bible studies at the Daily Grace Code that work through different books of the Bible and have daily readings and have those weekly reflection days and scripture memory days and everything. Mm -hmm. So those are a great option. But, you know, set a time when you're going to do it and how much you're going to read every day mm -hmm. so that you can stick to it and so that you don't have to feel like you don't have any direction or guidance mm -hmm. in where you're going. Yeah. Another great goal that we might have is reading the Bible with our kids or with our spouse, maybe, mm -hmm. right? Bringing our Bible study goals into the rest of the family. And so we have tons of kids resources um, at the Daily Grace Co. Um, we have books like The Daily Truth for Kids, mm -hmm. um, or we have lots of stuff about the character of God, lots of different verse cards, gospel mm -hmm. conversation cards, tons of great ways you can incorporate that. And I would suggest setting a time when you're going to do that with your family. Maybe it's over the breakfast table if you have time to have breakfast together, um, that you have our Bible reading every day. Or maybe it's at bedtime with your kids. Maybe you decide instead of reading like the little engine that could before bed that you're going to read <laughs> one story of the Jesus Storybook Bible mm -hmm. every night before bed or, you know, whatever it may be, some way to get your kids involved. Yeah, I think it's just so amazing how you can make the most of that pre-bedtime reading, like mm -hmm. just reading one story from the Jesus Storybook Bible, we've gone through that book, like, I don't know how many times. Like, it doesn't mm. take a lot of time, I guess, to mm -hmm. include your kids in this. And yeah, yeah, that's just making the most of those little pre-bedtime time. <laughs> Love it. It's such a sweet time, too. Yeah. They're extra cuddly and, you know, they're sleepy, so they're a little more open to hearing from you. <laughs> usually, usually. <laughs> I say that after we had a rough bedtime tonight, so <laughs> it's not always that great. <laughs> You know, I think one thing that's great to do with your spouse is to maybe pick a book of the Bible that you want to study together and find a plan. Maybe it's our like his and hers mm -hmm. books, The Daily Grace Co. And say like, hey, every night we're going to talk through mm -hmm. discussion questions together. So, you know, read it on your own time and then come back together. And that's great accountability, too. Another goal is um, reading a book of the Bible that you've never read before. Mm -hmm. I think this is an awesome goal and one that a lot of us should try and do. So I think that we have the tendency to read the same things over and over again mm -hmm. because they're meaningful to us yeah. or because... It's easier to read. <laughs> yeah, they're easier to read. We're not going to work quite as hard to yeah. figure out what's going on. And that's fair. I mean, I get it. I have the tendency to do the same thing. Or maybe it's that every time that we decide 
to jump back into scripture. We're like, okay, I'm going to read a Psalm a day or a yeah. proverb a day, you know, yeah. and it's kind of like the same thing. So it's really important for us to be reading all of scripture because all of God's word reveals who he is mm-hmm. and all of God's word fits into this bigger story. And if we're missing parts of the story, we're not really going to understand how it all fits together. And mm-hmm. so we have so much to benefit from all of scripture. And so again, check out Daily Grace Co. Studies. We have a study on the book of Haggai, if you've never done that before. We might have some New Testament books that you haven't read through. We have one on Nehemiah. You know, check them out and see Mm -hmm. what you can study that maybe you haven't studied in depth before. You're sure right. Like we can use a plan to give us a framework, but it can be executed in so many different ways. I think one thing you said that was really helpful was, You can take a one-year plan and decide at the very beginning that you're going to devote two years to do it. Mm -hmm. Like that is perfectly okay. And one thing that I recently started doing was using one of these Bible reading plans for like read aloud times with my kids because you're so right. I realized months into it that I had this tendency to be really random in what I was reading Mm -hmm. um, out of scripture with my kids. And so- Really recently, I just printed out one of these plans to kind of give us the direction, give us a framework. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know why I never thought of it before, but yeah, what a great opportunity to introduce Bible reading plans to these tools to help us, right? We're teaching mm-hmm. our kids that there are tools to help us um, get into God's word. And, you know, if your kids are anything like mine, they're going to eat up the opportunity to take ownership over this like project. They love checking things off and they'll keep you accountable. And it's just a great idea, in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. And one other thing I wanted to say about reading plans. I know sometimes I can feel like I'm just reading a lot without taking the time to really understand every verse. Like you said, it's it's not realistic, especially in our season of life, to do an inductive study of the entire Bible. Um, that would take year. <laughs> years and years and years and years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's just not enough time to do an intensified study of right. everything. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But there is an incredible benefit in taking this broad approach because reading the Bible in a year helps us have a better grasp of that unified narrative that we keep talking about. And we're mm-hmm. better able to see the continuity throughout scripture and just have this better grasp for the general context of that particular book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I would highly recommend complementing your Bible reading plan with a more narrow focus. And yeah, This could be doing an inductive study over a book of the Bible, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. It could be with a local church. It could be with a study from the Daily Grace Co., Or it could be intentionally leaving margin for scripture meditation. I think this is super important. We talked about it at length in episode 29 if you're um, interested. But it's just taking the time to absorb the text. When we do that, when we take the time to think deeply on a, I don't know, a repeating phrase or a particular verse in the passage that we're reading, It really does take root in us and we're better able to understand it. We're better able to apply the passage. And another spiritual discipline that kind of goes hand in hand here is just memorizing scripture, taking the time to memorize scripture. And one of the functions of God's word is that it is for our offense, right? Against sin. 
Ephesians Mm -hmm. 6.17 says, God's word is the sword of the spirit. It strengthens our faith, right? Proverbs 22.17 tells us that one aspect of keeping God's word in us is that our trust may be in the Lord. So it's helpful to fight against sin and it's helpful to strengthen our faith. And so when we think about Bible study goals in the new year, I think it's helpful to consider these other spiritual disciplines um, that really go into Bible intake. So scripture meditation, scripture memory, that all kind of falls under this Bible intake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keeping this ultimate aim of, you know, we want to store God's word in our minds where it can be used for the Holy Spirit to transform us during the year. Awesome. So this is so important. (laughs) It's going to be so great, but we need some strategies to make it happen, right? To keep on track, to make sure that we're actually doing it. And it's not just all talk. Mm -hmm. And so a couple of strategies that I wanted to throw out there. One is schedule it in. Yep. Make an appointment. You know, this is one thing that um, Kristen Schmucker posted on her Instagram story recently. She said, I literally put it in my calendar, just like I would put a meeting or a doctor's appointment. (laughs) I schedule in Bible reading time or a prayer time. Mm -hmm. And that is so helpful because you wouldn't just flake out on a coffee date with a friend or a doctor's appointment. (laughs) And so if we can actually put it in our calendars and schedule it, I think we're more likely to actually keep the appointment. (laughs) And so for me, the best time to schedule this is in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's probably true for a lot of us. Um, I don't want to say that everybody has to do their Bible study in the morning. You don't. But I think that for a lot of us, the morning is the time when the chaos isn't going on around us, when it's much less likely to be interrupted and it's just a good time to do it. Mm -hmm. However, maybe you are just not a morning person and it's just not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are not going to be able to focus in the morning. Maybe you have another time of the day when you know that you will be able to do it. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is during nap time or maybe it is in the evening or maybe you just have a space when you get home from work that you would love to use that time Mm -hmm. to study scripture. That's great. What I would suggest kind of going along with that whole scripture meditation thing, Stephanie, you know, I think one of the great benefits of studying scripture in the morning is that it gives us more opportunity to meditate on what we've read throughout the rest of the day. I agree. Um, And so if you don't do it in the morning, I would suggest writing down a verse or a word or whatever it may be from what you have studied Mm -hmm. and looking at it first thing the next morning yeah. So that you can meditate on it throughout the rest of the day. Yeah, that's So great. it's not just kind of like, oh, I studied at 9 p.m. and I went to bed at 10 <laughs> and then I forgot about it, right? Yeah. But that we're yeah. actually meditating on that truth all throughout the next day. So there are so many benefits to studying first thing in the morning, but you can still get those same benefits. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to be strategic about it. Yep, for sure. I have to share John Piper's quote again. It's so good. He says, Put the word of God before any busyness. Don't leave the word to fill the cracks. Force mm-hmm. other things into the cracks. Oh, man, that is so convicting for me. Yeah. But yeah, it's so true, right? Mm-hmm. We can schedule it in. That's like the best strategy, I think, here is to make that appointment. 
And one other thing, referencing back to episode 38 with Laura Casey, something that I have found um, helpful was her power sheets. There's this aspect of it called a tending list. Mm -hmm. And this is just somewhere where you can, you know, every day kind of mark off the things that you want to cultivate, the habits that you want to cultivate and kind of just measure it, right? Keep track of your progress. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that because, you know, sometimes you don't realize that the days have gone by and you haven't been tending to the things that really matter. Life is busy. And if um, Bible reading is new to you, or even if it's not, it can easily fall to the wayside. Mm -hmm. So having a tool to kind of track if you're actually keeping on track is yeah. helpful. <laughs> yeah. And we'll link that in our show notes, hoping that it'll still be in stock by the yeah. time that this episode I releases. Know. I saw that one of their covers, their teal sold out linen cover is sold out. So <laughs> we'll have to see once this episode airs. Um, but another thing that's really important, I think, is having accountability. You know, for me, even if I schedule it in, it's just an appointment with myself. Well, that's not true. It's an appointment with the Lord, but it's so easy to forget that like he actually sees, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I will so easily just kind of let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really important and really helpful to have accountability. I just texted a friend tonight and I said, hey, I'm thinking about reading the Bible chronologically next year. Do you want to do it with me or at least just help me stay accountable so that I'll stick with it? And let me tell you, I like hesitated to send that text because I knew I'd have to stick with it. <laughs> but I knew it was going to be so helpful and yeah. so good. So find yourself an accountability partner, even if it's just like, hey, I'm going to send you a text every morning yep. at 8 a.m. Or you text me and make sure I've done it. Or maybe it's just like a weekly check-in, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. But it's so helpful. Yeah, that reminds me of episode three, Bible study and busy seasons, where we kind of talk about a lot of these strategies. So if you haven't tuned into that, that was ages ago. um, Yeah. Please do go back and listen. If you are in that season, and even if you're not, I think it's still helpful. Yeah, we are throwing it back tonight. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so, you know, I think that when we are in all these different seasons, sometimes we have to be creative in how we can get into the Word. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We want to get into the Word at any cost, no matter what. Let's just get into the Word. Um, And one that I already mentioned that I'm going to be taking advantage of is the audio Bible. Mm. I'm going to be listening to that thing whenever I get a spare minute to make sure I get those chapters in so Mm -hmm. I can keep this chronological story in my head. Version is my go-to app. The Dwell app is really great too. Mm-hmm. And the Bible is app if you want a little extra drama in your <laughs> reading. There's some very intense dramatized plans that are really actually super fun, especially for kids. Um, another idea is leave your Bible open around the house. Maybe mm-hmm. if you have multiple Bibles, leave them strategically placed where when you are heating up water for your cup of tea and you have a couple minutes Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, fiddling around or looking on your phone, you know, your Bible happens to be sitting on the kitchen counter (laughs) open. I might as well read a few verses in my plan. Um, You know, write scripture in your house. Those verses that you want to be memorizing or meditating Mm -hmm. on, write them on your fridge. Put them on your windowsill above your kitchen sink where you'll see it when you're doing dishes, right? Mm -hmm. Just be strategic about placing 
those specific verses that you want to memorize and meditate on around your house. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about Bible journaling, even art journaling, how this can be a great way to meditate and a great way to find a a different kind of motivation to mm-hmm. get into God's word, to have this kind of creative outlet while filling your mind with the truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm a big proponent of reinforcing your Bible study with music. Mm-hmm. I don't think that music should replace our Bible study, um, but there is so much good music out there that incorporates scripture so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about City of Light. I think about Caroline Cobb. Mm-hmm. I think about Sandra McCracken. Mm-hmm. So many great artists who weave scripture right into their music. And it's yeah. a great way to reinforce what you're already studying. Yeah, for sure. Those are just such creative ways to get into the word and so helpful, right, to incorporate those creative aspects. Um, but the bottom line, it takes resolve, right? It takes effort. It takes planning. It takes some grit, but mm. it is <laughs> worth it. And with that said, we have to always remember that these plans and goals are helpful. They're good, but they're simply means, right? These spiritual disciplines in and of themselves are not the ultimate aim or purpose. Mm, yeah. um, if you're anything like me, you know, you have to remind yourself that often, right? That methodology is not the end all be all. Um, I actually wrote a blog post on this a couple of weeks ago that I'll link in our show notes. But it's just reminding yourself of that constantly. You know, yeah, recipes work. But when it comes to our spiritual well-being, no prescribed program Um, Mm. It's going to save us. So perfectly sticking to a Bible reading plan is not going to close the chasm between unrighteousness and righteousness, right? Mm. Only Christ can do that. So in the midst of our efforts to discipline ourselves for the glory of God, we have to always keep the gospel at the forefront of our minds. Like we will never graduate from the gospel it is what actually allows us to feel freedom and joy and delight in the midst of our efforts to read and obey God's word. Mm. You know, the gospel is what helps us get up and to continue when we have fallen behind on our reading plan or our studies mm. or whatever it may be. So don't forget right. the gospel. Yeah. And that's probably going to happen. We're probably going to have times when we get off track. We're probably mm-hmm. going to have times when we fail. And, you know, I think that sometimes our tendency when we get off track is just to give up. Mm-hmm. Right. But we yeah. have to remember why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not to say that we did it. It's not to feel accomplished or to feel good about ourselves, but it's to know and love and glorify God and be transformed by his word. And so this is going to change the way that we view success or that we view failure when it comes to our Bible study goals, right? Success isn't sticking to a perfect Bible reading plan. Success is growing in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ as we do it. Success is bearing fruit from the encounters that we have with God through his word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking with this idea that we kind of get off track and we say, oh, well. I'm just going to quit. Even if we don't say it out loud, we kind of just let it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, if you accidentally skip a meal, like if you forgot to eat lunch, you don't say, oh, well, I'm giving up on eating for the day. (laughs) 
No, you're like, I need dinner all the more, Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. You need food. And it's the same with God's word. We need it. And right. so if we get off track, that's not a reason to give up. That's a reason to run back to God's mm-hmm. word, um, to go back for more. And it's not a reason for us to feel discouraged and defeated because, listen, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's right. We have the freedom to come to God. He nourishes us with his word. He's given it to us as a gift, mm-hmm. and he invites us to come freely. And so my encouragement to you, if you get off track, if you feel like you're failing, get back on track. Mm-hmm. Make some adjustments if you need to. Maybe you thought this goal that you had was attainable, and it's just not. Maybe you need to modify it. Maybe you need to change what time of the day you're studying, and that's okay. And, you know, reach out to others for help. Maybe you do need to have someone to keep you accountable. Maybe you're having a hard time keeping with your plan because you really have no idea what is going on in the book of Deuteronomy. And you (laughs) need to talk to an older, wiser Mm -hmm. woman in the faith who can walk you through that. But whatever you do, Come back to God's word because it will change you for the better. Absolutely. So, yeah, there are different seasons of life and, you know, there are different circumstances that we have. However, through every season, God's word should and can have a distinct place in our Mm. lives. Yes, absolutely. So, everyone, we hope that you are excited about setting some great Bible study goals for 2020, Mm -hmm. that you are not feeling overwhelmed or discouraged, but that this conversation has left you with a new passion and excitement in anticipation of the coming year. It's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, One way that you can get started right off the bat on January 1st is that we are going to be going through a new study that just released called Preaching the Gospel to Yourself beginning January 1 in our Lamp and Light community and in the app. And Stephanie and I are pretty excited about this study because we got to write it together, which is so (laughs) fun. And it really was born out of the podcast, you know, because in the podcast, we want to see how the gospel applies to all different areas of life. And that's what this study does. It looks at how the gospel applies to motherhood or discipleship or marriage and singleness, our finances, the goals that we set, seasons of feeling overwhelmed or Mm -hmm. seasons of waiting, so many different things. And so if you're looking for a way to join in community from the beginning, Check that out. We'll link it in our show notes. We're starting that on January 1st. Speaking of our show notes, we had lots of resources today. If you want to check out those Bible reading plans, those books, all the things we mentioned, head over to dailygracepodcast.com and we list out all of those things for you there. We also want to let you know that next Tuesday is Christmas Eve, and in place of a full-length episode, we are going to be having a very special, very short episode that will give you an opportunity to meditate on the truth of God drawing near to his people this Advent season. We would encourage you to invite your family to listen in and spend a few minutes. Maybe it's on Christmas morning, or maybe it's the evening of Christmas Eve together in order to prepare our our hearts and rejoice in the truth of God dwelling with his people. So make sure to check that out. And we cannot wait to talk to you once again, even though briefly next Tuesday. 